Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. Well, for the second day in a row, we've been greeted to another blast of winter. Yeah, you're going to need to give yourself a bit of extra time to brush off the car. We are waking up to some snowy conditions. That means your morning commute could be a little tricky. A snow-filled system off of Lake Huron sprinkled about eight centimeters of light snow on us overnight. It is kind of blowing around, which is reducing visibility. A winter weather travel advisory from Environment Canada remains in effect for London Middlesex. Before you head out today, OPP Constable Ed Sanchuk says you should be prepared for slippery roads, delays, and reduced visibility. He says it's important everyone slows down and that most collisions on highways are tied to speed. Well, uh, speaking of uh, collisions, we had a serious crash in the city last night. What do we know? Not a whole lot, but police are investigating a serious crash in northeast London that sent one person to hospital. It happened just after six last night in the area of Cheapside Street at Farnsborough Crescent. One person was hurt. Now the extent of their injuries is unclear. Few other details about the crash have been released by police, including how many people uh, were involved and if there were any other injuries. Cheapside Street is closed in all directions between Sanford Street and Barronsway Drive. As investigators figure out the cause of the crash, anyone with information is urged to contact London police or Crime Stoppers. Well, a possible strike by education workers once again looms over the province. Yeah, Ontario education workers are a day closer to a possible strike after talks with the government broke down yet again. The Canadian Union of Public Employees gave a five-day strike notice yesterday after bargaining failed and workers are set to walk off en masse on Monday if a new deal isn't reached. The 55,000 education workers walked off the job for two days earlier this month after the province enacted legislation that imposed a contract on them and took away their right to strike. The government then promised to repeal the legislation and the workers returned to their jobs as bargaining resumed. QP said the two sides recently agreed on a five or rather 3.59% wage increase, but the union is still fighting for higher staffing levels for educational assistants, librarians, custodians, secretaries, and early childhood educators. Education Minister Stephen Lecce said the government has put forward multiple improved offers and has not asked for any concessions. The Thames Valley District School Board says it'll provide more information to families about its plans today. In a statement to 980 CFPL, officials say they remain optimistic an agreement will be reached before Monday. The London London District Catholic School Board says if CUPE members are on the picket line Monday, all in-school classes will be cancelled and learning will move online. In a statement yesterday, the board says students should bring home personal belongings, textbooks, musical instruments, and anything else with them today, as tomorrow is a PD day for the Catholic District School Board. Well, there's never a good time to lose your job, but as some workers in Tilsonburg now know, this is pretty much the worst time of the year. Yeah, this is absolutely tragic news. An auto manufacturing plant in Tilsonburg suddenly closed its doors on Tuesday, nearly, or leaving nearly 200 workers without a job. Audience Seating Canada, formerly known in the town as Johnson Controls Limited, has been making polyurethane seating foam for the auto industry for at least 50 years. The 192 workers, including management and salaried employees, were informed at 11 a.m. on Tuesday that Monday's shift was their 
their last and that the facility would soon be shutting down. Unifor, Canada's largest private sector union, says it condemns Adiant Management's decision as workers were also informed that jobs would be moving to similar facilities in Tennessee and Kentucky. A spokesperson for Adiant wrote in an email that after evaluating their uh, plant footprint, the company decided to close their operations in Tilsonburg. According to the company's website, Adiant employs more than 150,000 workers in 33 countries around the world. Londoners hoping food prices will go down in the new year may be out of luck. Yeah, this is not good news. Canadian food giants Loblaw and Metro warn food inflation could persist into next year. They say their suppliers continue to hike prices. Canadian grocers have come under fire in recent months for recording strong profits as record high food inflation forces many households to change their grocery shopping lists or seek help from a food bank. Canada's competition watchdog has launched a study examining whether high concentration in the grocery sector is contributing to rising food costs. And Mariah Carey is many things, but she is not the Queen of Christmas. Yeah, Mariah Carey's application to trademark the phrase Queen of Christmas as well as Princess Christmas and QOC, (laughs) short for Queen of Christmas, has been denied by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. The trademark would have given her the legal right to stop others from using the title on music, merch, and other holiday and non-holiday themed products. Carrie, whose 1994 hit All I Want for Christmas is You, has become one of the most recognizable parts of the Christmas holiday season. As such, she filed a petition last year to trademark the name Queen of Christmas. Christmas music artist Elizabeth Chan fought Carrie's attempt to trademark the phrase, saying it was wrong to attempt to own and monopolize a nickname like Queen of Christmas. Makes me want to trademark the frame, uh, the phrase uh, King of London Radio. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll have better luck than Mariah yeah. Carey's attempt to uh, trademark Queen of Christmas. That's I for may. Sure. <laughs> uh, a bit pompous, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, let's check out what happened on this day in history. Speaking of royalty, in 1558, Queen Mary I, known as Bloody Mary, died. She was succeeded by her half-sister Elizabeth I. There are some who believe the Bloody Mary drink was named after her, but that is debated. In 1856, the Grand Trunk Railway was completed between Guelph and Stratford. In 1869, the Suez Canal formally opened for navigation. The waterway, which stretches 168 kilometers and joins Port Said on the Mediterranean Sea to Suez in the Red Sea, greatly reduced the distance between uh, by sea between Europe and the East. In 1938, a trade agreement was signed in Washington between Canada and the United States. In 1959, the Soviet bloc in the United Nations agreed to a Canadian proposal to study the effect of radiation from atomic explosions. In 1968, Toronto golfers Al Balding and George Knudsen defeated 41 other national teams at the World Cup Golf Tournament in Rome. It was the first victory for a Canadian team since Canada donated the cup in 1953. The tournament was called the Canada Cup until 1968. In 1973, U.S. President Richard Nixon told the Associated Press managing editors meeting in Orlando, Florida, that people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I am not a crook. In 1987, Toronto Blue Jays outfielder George Bell was selected as the AL MVP. He was the first member of a Canadian-based Major League team to win the MVP award. Blue Jays third baseman John Don- Josh Donaldson will also go on to win the award in 2015. 
1993, the U.S. House of Representatives ratified the North American Free Trade Agreement. Canada had passed NAFTA legislation in May of that year, but it was not proclaimed until after the Christian Liberals won the 1993 federal election. The trade agreement took effect January 1st of 1994. On this day in 2003, Arnold Schwarzenegger was sworn in as the governor of California. In 2013, dozens of tornadoes swept across the U.S. Midwest in a rare November blast of warm weather storms, leaving at least eight people dead and unleashing powerful winds that flanned entire neighborhoods, flipped over cars, and uprooted trees. And on this day in 2021, a state of emergency was declared in B.C. because of massive flooding of the Fraser Valley and southern region flooding and landslides devastated the province. Celebrating a birthday today, we have Gordon Lightfoot turns 84, Martin Scorsese is 80, Lorne Michaels turns 78, Danny DeVito also turns 78, RuPaul is 62, and the pride of St. Thomas, Rachel McAdams, is 44.